This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Not gotten there yet. Sounds like the president of the United States is still trying to decide whether the Constitution, which says the validity of the public debt of the United States shall not be questioned, overrides the cap on public debt legislated by Congress called the debt ceiling. If Congress fails to pass an increase in the debt ceiling to cover the debts already incurred by congressional spending, can the president and the Treasury use the authority of the Constitution to continue to incur more debt to pay the government's bills, which are bills that were legislated by Congress. Everyone has changed their minds about the debt ceiling. All Republicans in Congress have changed their minds about the debt ceiling. They used to vote to raise the debt ceiling under the last president, Republican president, without any conditions at all. That's what Joe Biden wants them to do this time, but Republicans have changed their minds. Throughout Joe Biden's 36 years in the United States Senate, there was never any question that the debt ceiling would be increased whenever necessary. And it was every single time. Both parties used to agree that increasing the debt ceiling was a must-pass bill. That's what they called it, a must-pass bill. Both parties called it that. I worked on the Senate committee that has jurisdiction over the debt ceiling, and there was never any question that it would be raised whenever necessary, and no Republican ever tried to play games with the debt ceiling then. Joe Biden knows those days are long gone. First of all, this is not your father's Republican Party. This is a different... No, sir. A, a different group. There are two possible ways to get around House Republicans' opposition to raising the debt ceiling. One is the complicated parliamentary route of a discharge petition in the House of Representatives, which we discussed here last week. The other is for the president to simply declare that when and if the debt ceiling limitation comes into conflict with the Constitution, the president will use the power of the Constitution to override the legislated debt ceiling. I had been thinking that that, that is the most viable alternative for President Biden under the circumstances, but recently began to see weaknesses in that idea, especially when I reread Harvard Law Professor Lawrence Tribe's 2011 New York Times op-ed piece in which he pointed out the Constitution grants only Congress, not the President, the power to borrow money on the credit of the United States. That gave me my strongest doubt about the President using the so-called constitutional option to ignore the debt ceiling until 
I read Professor Tribe's newest article about the debt ceiling in the New York Times titled, Why I Changed My Mind on the Debt Limit. And joining us now to explain is Professor Lawrence Tribe, who has taught constitutional law at Harvard Law School for five decades, okay. as the New York Times uh, Denver, noted in his Denver, latest Denver, opinion essay. Put, he, a pin, put, a, put a pin in that right now. Put a pin in that right there, because I'm going to get Dave Brad on. I'm going to go this. The reason I want to start, it's uh, Tuesday, 9 May. 2023. Eric Prince is going to join us uh, shortly. He's in the Middle East. He's going to join us to discuss um, uh, Victory Day, what's happening. Victory Day in Russia and Moscow today and also the uh, the ever-evolving uh, spring offensive in Ukraine. We got a lot on the debt ceiling. Obviously, Joe Allen's going to be here. A lot of honor official intelligence, Corey Capital. It's signal, not noise. Of course, we're going to be all over the border and what's happening at the border with our folks but this verb and i've got mark mitchell here with some amazing polling and raheem kassam's got a incredible piece up at um at uh national pulse we're going to put up momentarily um when i get mark on here we got mark from rasmussen but this is very important for the creditors committee to know and to know the work that you have done and the fear that you've put into what we call the cartel and the cartel is the combination of the lobbyists, the big corporations, the law firms, the consulting firms, the PR firms, and these apparatchiks up here that are that are the, um, the the House and the Senate and the people that vote. You know, you have some true leaders and people of courage. Most of these guys are just time servers. Men and women are time servers. Um, there are three things, and I just want to go back to O'Donnell, a Grundoon staffer on Daniel. Patrick Moynihan's staff, who thought he was kind of fleet average, but he, you know, he's this guy is the one dialed into the. He's the most dialed into the Biden regime. A Biden regime, by the way, has peaked, and now they're making every effort how to get rid of Biden. And and Rasmussen is going to talk to us about that. But there's three things that we've taken off the table. Lawrence Tribe will continue on for another four minutes. I'll play part of it when Brad gets on here to talk about this Fourteenth Amendment. He's totally. <laughs> just made up some bizarro theory that uh, you can evoke it because of the duties, these kind of these new duties of the president, the duties of the president to continue to spend money. I'm not kidding you. Lawrence Tribe, this guy was going to be on the Supreme Court. My point is we've broken their back. The discharge petition out. The Paul Krugman fantasy, the fetish of the $1 trillion platinum coin out. The 14th Amendment, out. Last night they conceded the 14th Amendment is not going to work. All kind of stories today in the White House are telling, hey, don't be talking to the 14th Amendment. Lawrence Tribe comes up with this convoluted, oh, it's not the things, it's his duties and responsibilities and just all this mumbo-jumbo. The bottom line is we're cutting off avenues. This isn't a major negotiation. You're cutting off avenues of retreat. You've had the Senate come in now with the with the 43 and the Senate give the letter and said, hey, we, we need massive cuts. We back the House. The bill is not anywhere near where you want it. We understand that. Uh, but that's our next play. And it also for the for because this is an ongoing process. But right now, as they meet at four o'clock, you're cutting off their avenues of retreat. You're cutting off their ability to pivot and look at an alternative to have leverage against us. We have leverage, and it's coming come hot and heavy. You know, not just Biden, all of them, that you're ultra-maga extremists, that you're 
uh, you know, these massive cuts. You're going to inflict so much pain on the economy. You're going to send the economy. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. But we've got – it was Janet Yellen was the one that said it. Janet Yellen says, there, you know, the 14th Amendment and these other alternatives are going to force a constitutional crisis. That's what we're looking at in the summer. This is the summer of joy. As we get down to Memorial Day and they kick into the summer, you've got the, uh, as we had Julie Kelly on right now, you have these uh, multiple indictments of Trump because we're going to show you some polling in a second. Trump's ascendant. MAGA's ascendant. MAGA's ascendant. Trump is ascendant. Trump is going to be the next president. He's going to be the proper, he's the presumptive nominee now. He's going to be president of the United States. And these guys are sweating bullets because they're saying, oh my God, Trump and the Trump movement. And the people around Trump back in power, back now that they know and they know where to look for the crimes and the treason and the selling out of the country. With, uh, by the way, Times of London, front page story, going to be, get Ben here. Sequoia Capital, the Democratic Party, the selling out of the nation uh, by Chinese Communist Party operatives that are funding Chinese technology with American pension fund money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way the system works. Discharge petition off the table. Uh, one trillion dollar fantasy coin off the table. Fourteenth Amendment off the table. They will shatter. Their numbers will drop. He'll drop into the mid twenties. Even trying to any of these, we're cutting off their avenues of retreat. We're cutting off their ability to pivot and get leverage on us. We have the leverage. They hate it. That's where their heads are blowing up. It's not the Republican establishment. It's you. And don't get me wrong. They're going to try to break you. That's all coming. But at least today, going into that meeting, McCarthy can just say, nah, no, not interested. Doesn't work for me. And Axios has got the buried lead. Axios has got the story day. It's what it's all about. Here's what they're going to be ambling for. You know, McCarthy, we can get this energy thing. We can give you a little bit of energy. We can give you some cuts, uh, you know, some cuts, some optics. But you got to give us a train. Give us a train. Just give us a train. Just get us through the summer. Let's, <clears throat> let's not negotiate with the June deadline coming up. The prioritization of payments, if there's anything you can push out, Tom Elliott had that great tweet the other day. He gets it. We got $5 trillion in cash coming in. Maybe less because the tax revenues are less because of their economies tanking. I got that. But a lot of cash comes in. And that cash, you just pay the interest. Remember, they're changing the nomenclature. They're saying, you know, Janet Yellen goes, we have to pay our bills. We have to pay our bills. A default lady is a security of issued by the United States that's backed by the full faith and credit of the United States. It's not some contractor that's got a, got a, that, that is doing some work and you stretch the payments out or maybe, wait for it, you cancel the contract. Or you say, we're not going to do this. The purchase order. You can stretch, you, you, pay, you can pay, you, yes, you pay your bills, but you can pay them. You don't have to pay them on an exact date certain. Look in your own personal life. There are many companies I've been involved with that made the um, made the accounts payable, the short term accounts payable, the current the current liabilities part of the permanent capital structure as we call it, <laughs> the permanent capital structure. Donald J. Trump's an expert in that. Let Donald J. Trump run this deal. You, you, your priority of payments, cash comes in, interest gets paid, any securities that got a roll gets paid, no default. Janet Yellen's got to make a very specific decision, and we're going to nail her to this. Only Janet Yellen and that clown at 1600, the illegitimate 
uh, clown occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They have to make a specific decision to default on a government issued security full stop. Capital markets know this. Smart people know this. They understand it's all. We've got to pay our bills. Okay. We're going to pay the interest. We're going to pay the face amount of the debt. Anything comes due. We're going to pay Social Security. We're going to pay Medicare, pay defense. And then, hey, we have to have a conversation. We have to have a conversation because you're short. By the way, Biden's tax plan, give me the tax plan he had. Oh, I'm going to tax the wealthy. We should, McCarthy should vote it out of the House, pass it, they send the Senate, said, dare you. They're all Democratic donors. I have no problem taxing the wealthy until we bleed them white. I don't have any problem. You know why? They're all progressive Democrats that hate MAGA. There's a couple of them not, but hey, sorry, not sorry. I have no problem. Send that over. Let, let dare them. Dare them to pass. They're not going to pass that. Are you kidding me? It's all their donors, all the scam. You saw the scam. They're going to kick it into a, on a tax-free basis, kick it into some trust, keep all the profits over there, pay all their staff, pay themselves, all of it tax-free. Did I say it was tax-free? The whole system's a scam. All they're going to look, all they they can't sell the bonds. They can't raise taxes. They don't have enough underlying growth that you get more taxes because growth. They don't have anything they actually can do. So all they want you to do is keep your mouth shut and let them just keep the printing press rolling. The game's over. And MAGA is the one that called their bluff. And we got the face cards. Because, and this is why they're hating, this is why they're squirming, this is why every day it's just default, it's going to crash the economy, it's going to crash everything. Because it's not your dad's Republican Party, they're ultra-MAGA extremists. And all you are is the adult in the room. You are the adult in this room. And like, it's, you know, you see when kids act up and they're going to run around and do all that, hey, it takes patience, it takes steadfastness. It takes grit, and that's why it takes the deplorables and MAGA. A perfect time for you to be in charge. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to come back. We've got uh, Mark Mitchell of Rasmussen. Some amazing pollings coming out. we got Eric Prince as soon as we track you down. we got Dave Bratt. we got a lot. A lot of work to do today. So get a cup of coffee. Have a field of greens. Put that in your drink, field of greens, get energized. You're coming off sleeping on a, on on uh, on uh, my pillow. We got work to do. Man the ramparts today in the war room. President Trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple of weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it 
in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, I've got Mark Mitchell of... um, Rasmussen, Mark, you've done some work on um, you've done some work on um, on polling, uh, but you've done polling on debt ceiling and where the American people are, particularly in these negotiations. And understand, the general American public is not like the Warren Posse. Warren Posse are working class folks, middle class folks. They're highly engaged, and quite frankly, we have people on here all the time at Capital Markets, and I go in the chats and I go, eh, they don't quite get it. That's what this audience this audience has risen to the occasion here and are now the chairman of the creditors committee, because they're, they're savvy. But give us what you're polling, Sean, what the American people, where they're coming down on this negotiations right now, sir. Yeah, tough one to poll on, because if you ask people, hey, are you watching this closely? They pretty much are all going to say yes. Um, but in this case, uh, your audience knows a lot more than pretty much every other voter out there. Uh, but when asked, based on what you know about the Republican debt ceiling plan, do you support or oppose it? 57%, pretty strong majority of all voters, at least somewhat support it. 32% strongly support it. And even among Democrats, it's got pretty good pretty good support. Uh, what's that number? 44% of Democrats, at least somewhat support the Republican debt ceiling plan. So I thought that was pretty incredible. President Joe Biden has agreed to meet uh, with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to negotiate a deal for raising the debt ceiling. Who should compromise more? to reach such a deal. President Biden, voters say 40%, President Biden should um, compromise more. Speaker McCarthy, 25%. So another, I mean, that's a 15 point margin with how divided this country routinely is. You know, Voters back the Republicans on this strongly. Even among Democrats, it's roughly split. 37% of Democrats though more say that President Biden should compromise. Only 31% say Speaker McCarthy. So even Democrats are saying, you know, we want to reach a deal here. Sit down at the table and talk. This 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 is a stunning number, though. The stunning number is 57%. I just I want to make sure we pull 57% of the American people say Biden should basically compromise on this. Uh, 57% at least somewhat support the Republican debt ceiling plan, and only 34% are opposed. Oh, only 20 percent strongly opposed um but 15 points more voters okay. yeah. say that president biden but, but should this is the important hold, hold, hold this is the important thing besides the war room because even conservative media has done a terrible job on this 
they just been inundated with, oh, this is terrible. You're going to be putting people out in the streets. I mean, the the propaganda put out by the the cartel to know that 57 the American people sit there and go, hey, we're being played here is is enormous. Let's pivot. By the way, Raheem Kassam's got an amazing Raheem Kassam's got an amazing um, uh, story up a national pulse about your poll, your polling you've done on uh, on Bobby Kennedy, Biden, and also a Trump Kennedy ticket versus others. Can you walk us through it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, RFK Jr. is out there making waves, and if it's in the news, it's in our polls. So we've been polling on it. Uh, we did some polling before that showed that 62 percent of Democrats want to see Biden primaried. And 46% of all voters at least somewhat support uh, Robert Kennedy's run, uh, including 52% a majority of Democrats. So that was pretty encouraging at the time. Um, But this time we came out and we did a three-way primary matchup against Joe Biden, uh, Bobby Kennedy, and Marianne Williamson. And uh, Kennedy and Biden are pretty much tied. Biden edges them out by one point, 36 to 35%. Now, of course, that's among all voters, not who votes in Democrat primaries. Um, but it gives you a gauge of what the level of national support is. Among Democrats, Biden gets 62 percent and Kennedy gets 19 percent. Williamson only gets 4 percent. And then, you know, 16 percent, some other candidate not sure. That's a pretty strong showing. That's where DeSantis is among Republicans in some other people's polls. And that's better than kind of this like momentary bounce that we saw people like Nikki Haley get when she announces uh, but what's interesting is, is that Kennedy has way more support among Republicans. Now, obviously, Republicans aren't going to be uh, voting in the Democrat primary uh, unless it's an open primary state. But uh, 50 percent uh, to 12 percent Kennedy over Biden among Republicans. And Kennedy also uh, edges Biden by four points among independents. Uh, and then what we also thought was interesting to test is and you, you know, you you mentioned this, too. Uh, that we should do it is, okay, well, uh, what does Kennedy look like on the Trump ticket? And they do pretty well. Biden and Harris tie Trump and Kennedy 44% to 44%. Uh, I think that's a pretty solid showing considering that he's actually declared himself as the Democrat candidate. Uh, now, he doesn't do as well as some of the matchups that we just did recently with some Republican Democrat uh, pot- uh, VP potentials. Um, you know, Trump and DeSantis did, did way better than this. Um, but he actually, Trump and Kennedy actually beat um, one of the other Republican matchups we did with Trump by a few points. So it's not, you know, pie in the sky here. It could potentially happen. And probably the biggest question mark, the biggest area of uncertainty is when you add Kennedy to a Trump ticket, he picks up a few, Trump picks up a few points of Democrat support, loses a few points of Republican support. But he loses quite a bit among independents. And I'm trying to postulate why that might be. I think part of it might be is the more conservative independents who would consider voting for Kennedy are probably already voting for Trump. And for some reason, having Kennedy on the Trump ticket uh, makes some of the independents wake up and say, no, I'm going to vote Biden-Harris. So we'll have to look at that more. Hold on. Hang on. Hang on. on. What's totally counterintuitive of that? You're telling me conservative independents seeing – Trump and Kennedy and Kennedy being actually acceptable to a certain amount of Republicans. I understand most Republicans, uh, they would spit on the floor first, but you would have conservative independents that would back the radical Biden Harris plan over uh, their plan over a Trump Kennedy. That it's counterintuitive, is it not? I don't want to go too much out on a limb on this one, Steve, because it's two separate samples. And with independents, there's always a luck of the draw. 
whether you're getting more third-party people. And so until I see those two questions asked in the same poll, I really don't want to go too far. But among independents, Trump-Kennedy ticket loses a few points compared to Trump only. And Biden-Harris gains a few points compared to Biden only. And we're talking four or five points. So um, we're, okay. we need to test it again. And we would love can, to have other people test can, this as well. Here's what I want to go back to your Biden-Kennedy, if you can give this, because I'm going to put up some polling in a second that, that's done now about Trump-DeSantis, where DeSantis is now at 15, 16 percent. I mean, these numbers are just I've never seen anything like it. It's just horrific. And um, the um, um, the Democrats saying they're not going to have they're not going to have a primary. They're not going to have a debate. The, the Kennedy, who's kind of surging or coming at like 19 or 21 percent, is not legitimate enough to even have a primary. So can you walk us through the Kennedy Biden matchup? Um, yeah, absolutely. Now we don't have we don't have just Biden Kennedy. We only have the Democrat primary, and so we have Joe Biden yes. taking sixty two percent of the vote, Kennedy Kennedy taking nineteen. Um, not a bad first showing. That's way better than you'd see from somebody that you know one of these people that doesn't have a shot that comes and announces and makes a big splash and then disappears. Um, and also here's you know farther up in the crosstabs. Here's the big takeaway that I would look at. Is that on a national level, uh, RFK Jr.'s got a 54% favorability rating among all likely voters. Uh, That's about eight points higher than Joe Biden is right now. And even among Democrats, he has a 52% favorability rating. Now, Republicans are really dragging Kennedy's favorability up. They they have a 61% favorable rating, uh, which is fascinating. He's running as a Democrat and he's perceived more favorably by Republicans. Um, but he is liked among Democrats, and he is more liked than Biden on a national scale. And 62, like I said before, even before Kennedy's name was mentioned, 62% of Democrats want to see Biden have a primary challenge. Uh, you know, irregardless of what Joe Biden's favorability ratings are or his job performance rating, uh, really the Trump Biden matchups tell you where it's at. And he only gets 40% of the nation- nationwide vote, and that's bad. Now, we've had some other polling that just shows, man, things are changing on the Biden campaign. And I didn't mention this one to you before, but we've asked this a few times. Is Biden really doing the job of president or are other ma- others making decisions for him behind the scenes? Only 38 percent of U.S. likely voters think that Biden is really doing the job of president. Fifty five percent think now think others are making decisions for him behind the scenes. This is an incredible swing from the numbers just two months ago. Uh, For the first time, a majority now say that the president is just doing what he's told and isn't in the driver's seat. And every other time we've asked, it wasn't a majority. It was low 40s. So really, in the last two months, people are opening their eyes. And, you know, he declared in the last two months. He came out and said, I'm going to I'm going to run again for president. And people are saying, no, it's you're just following orders. And so you can only get so many of those pictures of his pre-prepared press notes uh, before really okay. people are going to wake up and say yeah, he's not in the driver's seat. Uh, everybody needs to go to your channel and dig into this more. So how did they get to you, Mark? That's another explosive poll. Uh, how did they get to you? Follow us on Twitter. We'll I'll have a video later and we'll be dropping a bunch of tweets about the new Kennedy polling. And then some of this other stuff, we've had videos and stories on our website and our YouTube channel in the last 
uh, week or two. So our re- website's RasmussenReports.com. We'd really appreciate everybody sign up for a free daily news update of all our polls. It'd be really helpful in the 2024 presidential cycle to see them right as they drop. And if you want a you know, five to six minute description of each of the stories that come out, uh, subscribe on YouTube, Rasmussen underscore poll. Mark, thank you very much for coming on. Honored to have you on here. Before we go to break, um, and we're going to come back, we got Eric Prince, we got Gaffney, I got Dave Bratt. We're going to get into it deep. Um, It's a work day. Uh, Four data points. The ABC Washington Post poll, explosive. The Richard Barris, we had Barris on yesterday, explosive. The Mark Mitchell polling, explosive. The and if we put it up, we'll put it up when we get back. The, the the new Emerson Morning Consult. These are blowout numbers. The DeSantis is a failure to launch. Trump has spread eagled the field here. It's it's not a contest. We're gonna give the the, the elves the Keebler elves gonna get a standing eight count. Short break. Victory Day, seventy eight years ago. All next, the word. Friends, it's hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for things to get worse? Because true freedom comes from self-reliance. And that means having emergency food on hand. Invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day. For energy during tough times, get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive receive a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today. You get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in. And your free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279. The scale of sacrifice still has the power to shock. An estimated 25 million Soviet soldiers and civilians died in World War II, the highest of any nation. As a 12-year-old veteran, Alexander Podobed served as a spotter for partisan forces in occupied Belarus. He recalls one occasion when he managed to distract a group of Nazi soldiers who were about to stop a cart that was being used to smuggle supplies. I ran down the slope towards the soldiers. They noticed me and they shouted, halt, halt. I kept running. They started to fire at me. I thought they would kill me. After I heard the car pass safely, I fell down. The Germans dragged me and kicked my face with their boots. I was all beaten up. 
Ivan Sokolov was stationed in Moscow as a cadet of the Artillery Academy and later became an officer in the Artillery Corps. He describes the first Nazi air attacks in 1941. Goebbels declared that Russia would be burned down. During the night of 21st July, at 2210, 200 German planes began to destroy Moscow with incendiary bombs. The temperature of the incendiary bombs is 2,000 to 3,000 degrees Celsius. It burns everything. The defense of Stalingrad is synonymous with the carnage of the Eastern Front. Two million people died as Nazi forces tried unsuccessfully to take the city. Vladimir Ananiev was a sapper in the Red Army. At the time, we firmly believed that Germans would kill us in any case. And this very fact drove us to fight until the end. And we did each one of us in his own way. We were doing what we were supposed to do. At the end of the war, a huge victory parade was staged in Moscow's Red Square. Saturday's anniversary parade is intended to honor the events of 70 years ago. But many Western leaders, including German Chancellor Angela Merkel, have declined invitations to attend because of Russia's military intervention in Ukraine. Veteran Sokolov says it is disrespectful. It hurts a lot because I went to Germany as a liberator. So I am amazed that Merkel, who knows perfectly well that she was saved by the Russians, who gave her the opportunity to study and become a politician, declares that she won't come to see the parade. Victory Day should also reflect on the suffering that followed 1945 in the Soviet Union, says historian Andrei Zubov. Our totalitarian regime did not fall then, but became stronger, and that is another reason why this was a victory with tears in our eyes. Not only because of huge losses, but also because the victory had not brought about the end of the totalitarian Stalinist regime. Surviving veterans have been given special medals on the 70th anniversary of Victory Day, but the growing tensions between Moscow and the West have cast a shadow over events to mark the victory over Nazi Germany. Seventy-eight years ago, on uh, 8 May, was victory in Europe. Of course, they signed the instrument of the surrender, unconditional surrender of the German army, the Wehrmacht, at 2200 Berlin time, went effective at 2300, uh, and that was the 9th of May in, um, in, um, in Russia. 
they celebrate Victory Day the day after. Eric Prince, how does this inform us of the current war, the Third World War that's beginning on the Eurasian landmass with uh, between the two Slavic entities, uh, the Ukraine people and the uh, and, and, and the KGB uh, out of Moscow, sir? You know, Steve, I think it's important for Americans to remember that uh, it was the Soviet army that killed three out of four Nazi soldiers. And for as many, as much damage as the U.S. took fighting and killing Nazis, a very worthy fight, we lost 250,000 Americans doing that. The Russians lost 1.2 million alone at the Battle of Stalingrad. They, as your, as your video led up to, 25 million people died in the Soviet Union fighting the Nazis. So it's right for us to uh, remember that uh, Russia, that, that the damage sustained by Russia is seared into their memory, into their genetics, but that doesn't give them the, the right to latch on to whatever their neighbor countries are to make them part of the former Soviet Union and to, re, to, to, to reawaken the Soviet Union again because they feel like it. It's a, real, it's a real failure of deterrence and a real failure of statecraft by the Biden administration that we had lost so much credibility and so much deterrence by the complete screw-up in Afghanistan and really even the screw-up in Iraq, because Iraq is now run by Iran, um, that Putin felt that he could get away with it and that uh, he could do it at so little cost that it would be worth it. Of course, it's a dumb idea for Ukraine to ever be part of NATO. We don't need to antagonize or inflame uh, Russian sentiments on that. But fine, if we had given Ukraine the means to defend itself, with a lend-lease type program with some old U.S. aircraft, like I'd recommended four months before they invaded, uh, this whole debacle could have been prevented. The really sad thing is if the Democrats had not come through with the entire Russia election collusion hoax, I think Trump could have made a deal with Putin to to pull him into the orbit uh, in the West. The long-term natural ally and trading partner between the Russian people is Europe and the United States. It is not China, and it is not in the long-term interest, in the medium-term interest even, of Russia to be sinicized and to allow the eastern provinces of Russia to effectively also to become protectorates of China. And so this... Yeah, our our natural allies, like they were in World War II, are Lao Beijing, the Chinese people that took 40 or 50 million casualties, the Russian, I think the Russian army is 25 million. I think there's another 25 million civilian dead, right? There were 40 or 50 or 60 million. Remember St. Petersburg or Leningrad at the time, 900 day siege, they're eating, they're eating their cannibalism at the end. Stalingrad, the scale of the war, the, the scale of the war on the Eastern front in the generals in the, in the, in the West knew this. And that's why they also said we'd never get into a fight in, uh, you know, near Kursk or Stalingrad or in Eastern Europe. How does this, this whole thing, Eric, now we just had, if we put the footage up, I don't know if we played, but we put the footage up of Bakhmut the other night, looked like Dresden in 1945. This, 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 the spring offensive. Yep. Give us your, 
go ahead. Give us your military assessment of the of this spring offensive. What's going to happen here in eastern Rambakhmut in eastern uh, Ukraine? The Russians being eastern Ukraine and down in Crimea, sir. So, to do modern maneuver warfare with tanks and mechanized infantry, etc. You know, the Battle of Kursk was six thousand tanks and two million soldiers. Um, what the spring offensive uh, envisioned by the Ukrainians is a few hundred tanks and in 10, 20, 30,000 soldiers. And I, I don't think the Ukrainians have the wherewithal to do. It's one thing to have tanks that can maybe break through, but you need mechanized infantry with armored personnel carriers. And you need a massive logistics tail to feed those beasts with with fuel and with uh, with ammunition, and they're even short on ammunition in a lot of areas. So I think there'll be some incremental uh, gains possibly made, but unless you have all the stuff to follow on, you can you're, that, that offensive is not going to go much faster than one tank of gas uh, is going to take them, which is why the Ukrainian leadership has been really trying to manage expectations of just how spectacular or not spectacular the spring offensive will be. It's not going to start yet. Because you have to wait for the fields to dry. Uh, you know, the Battle of Kursk didn't start till early July. But uh, what are fantastic farm fields that were covered with snow and then rain? They're mud. They're mud bogs. And they will have real difficulty uh, maneuvering until those fields are dry. Um, I doubt very much that they'll be able to retake Crimea. It's effectively an island with a very narrow peninsula across the top, only five kilometers wide. Very easy for the Russians to fortify that. And I think that would be a hard red line that the Russians may even go nuclear uh, if they if they envision the loss of uh, of Crimea. So it's a mess. It's really sad. And I wish we had a stronger president that could uh, drag these parties to the table and make it stop. Eric, give us your uh, strategic assessment again about. This whole thing about the Russia collusion, it was driven by the deep state and the administrative state to separate the Russian people and the American people. How important a deal is that is now that Russia, the KGB, is the junior partner of the CCP, sir? Well, you know, I remember growing up how much the Democrats loved the Soviet Union and they liked it when it was a leftist run government. And look, Putin is a nationalist, not so much a globalist. He's definitely not a a. Um, a freedom-loving, pro-free market capitalist guy that we would want in, in any way, shape, or form. But uh, I think the left was so shocked and embarrassed that Trump won. They needed an excuse, and they created the the Russia collusion ho- hoax out of thin air. And it really it, it really tied Trump's hands politically, diplomatically, from from making that kind of uh, deal um, with Putin. Look, it's, it is reasonable to respect Russia for the work they did in destroying Nazism. Absolutely. Again, they took by far and away most of the casualties doing that. Um, but that, that doesn't give them free license now. And so the, the collapse of American deterrence and American credibility, it's what leads to that. It's what leads to the the Saudis not joining the Abraham Accords like they were going to down to the last days before they were going to announce the Abraham Accords. But instead, because they didn't get the security guarantees that they'd expected, that they'd had, that they'd enjoyed this this cooperation with America since 1944, 
with Roosevelt um, and the king um, that instead they flip and they recognize Iran diplomatically. That was done from a position of weakness, not of strength. So American credibility and deterrence matters all over the world. Our long-term opponent is the Chinese Communist Party and deterring them from doing something aggressive and invasive on Taiwan is very much our national interest. And so the United States not getting rolled in Ukraine and letting and helping Ukraine at least survive as a state. And yes, Ukraine has issues. Um, all countries have, have issues, but, but at least the Ukrainian people have showed up in mass by the tens of thousands voted with their bodies to defend their land. So again, this, this points to the, the, the yeah. Eric, running. Eric, if you just hang on for one, just hang on one second. I'm going to hold you through the break. Frank Gaffney's with us. Dave Bratt, Joe Allen, Ben Harnwell. we got a lot to go through, and we're going to get through it all. Short break. Back in a moment. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology, goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including covid EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy-inflaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code STEVE. ekpure.com code STEVE. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. This new one looks pretty good. Really? Did you know Ron DeSantis backed deep cuts to Social Security and Medicare? Ron DeSantis? Yeah, he voted to cut Social Security or Medicare not once, not twice, but three times. DeSantis even tried to raise the retirement age to 70. I thought DeSantis was one of the good ones, but he's just another career politician. America needs Trump. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. By the way, I'll talk about it more in the second hour. Our own um, Steve Cortez has come up with a huge uh, piece in Newsweek. Uh, DeSantis for president. He must not have seen the current polling, but hey, it's a free country. I have pinned that article with my thoughts at the top of Getter. 
and as soon as uh, as soon as it's loaded into Denver, we'll show that to you in the second hour. But you can go to Getter right now if you're on Getter, go check it out. And Grace and Captain Bannon will put that into all the chats so people can see my uh, my uh, thoughts on that editorial. And like I said, it's a free country. We're free men and women. Um, but we're here to save our country, not to play games. Not a time to play games. And we're not game players here at the War Room. Uh, Eric Prince, last thing. The CCP, you know, we had this conference, the Third World War, the early years. Uh, we're going to have Frank Gaffney on here in a second. They're already at a war with us, unrestricted warfare. G- given what's happening with the dollar, and y- look, you know the Middle East better than anybody, the long-term output deals with the Saudis, the long-term output deals with Iraq, the long-term output deals with the mullahs, the, the budding strategic and military alliance with the CCP and the mullahs in Persia right now, and what's happening in uh, what's happening in the South China Sea and the Straits of Taiwan, where clearly the Seventh Fleet is not ready to take on a kinetic war. Where, where do you think in this overall expanding Third World War? Give us give us your give us your thoughts and observations on it. I think. Um... China will wait until the next Taiwan presidential election. They'll try to get a much more Beijing-friendly president in place in Taiwan, uh, a KMT-type candidate. Um, Terry, I think Terry, they will Terry, try to— by, by, stop. Ho, 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 stop, stop. They, Terry Guo, I said it the other day. Terry, we defeated Terry Guo, the Foxconn guy. He's a CCP asset. All of his factories are in China. The factory saw everybody run away at Apple's, his factory. He's one of the worst guys. We defeated him the last time in the primary. We came out hard. He's already announced that you're exactly right. He's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the KMT's uh, pro-China, pro-CCP candidate, correct, sir? And, you, and that election takes place in January 24. That is a game yes. changer, correct? Uh, it is. Um, so they will they will try to do this with – with soft power and black bags and pay and entice and coerce, uh, you know, to, to, to do it the, the, um, clandestine way. Uh, and if that fails, then, uh, I would be shocked if they don't try an aggressive way before the next U S presidential election, because I, for them, for their perspective, I can't imagine a better candidate for them to go against than Biden and the weakness that's been shown on a repeated basis globally. Uh, to me, we're seeing the world breaking into a multipolarity where um, the, the Pax Americana, whether it's on the high seas uh, or, or on you know, countries melting at, you know, routinely and regularly, or Iran seizing multiple large oil tankers just coming out of the, uh, coming out of the Gulf, uh, that is not American credibility on display. That is the weakness, and the Chinese will um, will push into that into that vacuum as well. Eric, thank you very much. I know you're not on social media, so there's no place to get you. But thank you very much uh, for taking time. I know it's late there for coming on the War Room. I greatly appreciate that. Always happy to talk with you, Steve. Thanks, brother. Eric Prince, uh, telling you the way things are. Uh, Frank Gaffney, it's game day today. The books in stores. Give me your assessment of uh, of uh, of uh, draft off of Eric Prince. There, where are we in this third world war, and why is the indictment what we need to do with the fifth column here in the United States, and and particularly 
the criminals in Beijing, sir? Well, let me just share a little bit of good news before we get started on what's not so good. Um, I understand that on game day, P day, as I call it, publication day, the indictment has opened on Amazon as the number one bestseller in the national and international security category. That, I believe, Steve, is probably virtually entirely thanks to the War Room Posse, uh, those pre-orders and uh, maybe the game day orders. Thank you to all of uh, your listeners and, uh, and you know, you most especially for making this possible. I couldn't be more pleased and excited. As to what has just been discussed, uh, I, I couldn't agree more with um, Eric on the perception that the Chinese Communist Party has of our weakness, of our irresolution, of our, well, compromise or capture, if you will. Um, my friend Natalie didn't think capture was the, the, the right word for it, but uh, I do because it makes clear that that means people are now subordinated in our leadership to our mortal enemy, the Chinese Communist Party. And it's, you know, you, you opened uh, earlier with this very compelling, you know, historical retrospective. We're in the middle of making history, folks. We're watching steps be taken right now that if we have the privilege of writing the histories in the future, and that's not a given because you have to be victorious, generally, to write them. We will look back on this time, Steve, and you've put it very well, as the early years of World War III. And the decisions that are being made now, or the failures to make decisions, the actions that are being taken now, the failures to act, are contributing to steps that are being taken in Beijing and in capitals around the world. And they are coming for us, unfortunately. And that's Frank, the point of this Frank, book, hang on. We're to taking, us protect we're, against it. We're, we're going to take a 90-second break. I want you to hold. Brian Kennedy is going to join us in-house. The indictment, number one on Amazon in national security. Short break. Back in a moment. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China in medications, and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. 
That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.